You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill, good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 years minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Red Line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in New York City. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Wanna go pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 186 of the big show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. It's the Vegas edition. That's right, folks. I'm still in Sin City. Of course, I'm recording this two days before I actually get on the plane to go, but as you're listening to this right now, it will be, I know your schedule, what should it be? It should be Sunday the 27th you're listening to this. So yes, hopefully I am winning some money and enjoying warm wet. Well, I know the weather will definitely be warmer than it is back home, but uh, yes, with the power of scheduling. So you guys wouldn't even have known I was gone if I hadn't told you, but uh, hopefully Sin City's uh, 
treat me okay, but uh, you never know. Here's an idea. Why don't you give me half the money you were going to bet, and we'll go out back, I'll kick you in the nuts, and we'll call it a day. Hopefully that doesn't, hopefully that doesn't happen, but we'll see. <laughs> Vegas can be a cruel mistress, Sin City, but uh, we'll see what happens. How's everybody doing out there? Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's enjoying themselves. Um, I will, like I said, I'm, I've, uh, I've, I've actually lived before I've left this week. Um, well, again, going the DeLorean to come back with me in time. Um, this is before I've left, uh, Saskatchewan. Um, I have actually recorded four episodes before I've left. So, um, I'm about to upload them all and schedule them all out and do the graphics before we leave. So, um, this one, uh, uh, I, I don't have, I won't have too much to say. Honestly, it's, uh, as I'm recording this, it is like almost 10 o'clock on Friday night. Um, I have to work early tomorrow morning for a few hours and then pack my shit. And, uh, our plane actually, you know, we, we basically fly out at 6 a.m. So, um, you know, and of course you got to be there Well, now with the whole COVID thing and of course international flight and all that stuff. Um, uh, and security and every border and all that stuff. I mean, so we'll probably have to, you know, leave here at about 4 a.m. So uh, I won't have much time Saturday to do all this stuff. So I'm going to uh, uh, keep this episode short. I know I always say that, but I'm legitimately going to keep it short this time. Um, although uh, Wednesday coming up here, the second, um, I have another episode already recorded. It was with Steve from whenprobertwasking.com. Tremendous guest. Really enjoy, always enjoy having Steve on. I highly recommend... His website, again, whenprobertwasking.com. Um, and I have Steve on, and it's really interesting. Of course, Steve's spearheading the um, the remaking of, or the rebirth of the Drop Your Gloves website. I hate to keep using the word Drop Your Gloves, because that site's dead and gone, obviously, as we all pine for it and everything else. While Steve, uh, out of the ashes, is building a new website. Of course, we had the fundraiser all, you know, for the longest time, the GoFundMe and everything else. And... Um, and he called it the, it's going to be called the Fight Chronicles is what the new site is going to be. And, uh, Steve has, is sitting down with a developer and it's in the early stages. And, uh, he comes on the show here and we talk about, uh, or well, he, he talks about, uh, as far as how, how's the website coming and, uh, what to, you know, what to expect here early on and just, uh, progress that's being made and the, and the steps that are going into that. So we talk about that, which is really exciting. Um, and then, uh, Steve is very much a fight historian and so much so, um, that he actually went back to the beginning of the NHL in like 1907 when the league started and he is basically going through newspapers.com and like, and making fight logs. And, uh, and we talk about, uh, and before the NHL, there was the NHA and, uh, we talk a little bit about that and a few of the characters that are around and I believe he's from 1907 to 1930 is how far he's gotten so far. Um, so we talk about like Joe Hall, Sprague Cleghorn, uh, Eddie Shore a little bit. Um, uh, Red Horner is coming. And, uh, but yeah, it just talks about a couple, like some very old names. And it's a, a tremendous um, learning episode uh, for those that want to know about fight history and where it all began. 
because they said you can't the next generation can't come without the one before it so these are the pioneers and the guys that started it all the uh the the proberts and the barubies and the rippins and uh, reeves and wilsons all descended from these guys so to speak in terms of a hockey family type of thing so um it's it's a i mean i i mean i had heard some of the names but obviously i've never looked into um like gone in depth like steve has on newspapers.com and stuff like that so and uh you know, it was i i really enjoyed it i thought it was a great talk and uh like i said steve's always fun to have on and certainly won't be the last time so i really hope you guys will check out the uh, wednesday episode with steve and uh i think you guys will really dig it it's a real learning uh episode but uh, other than that, guys, as I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. There's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams are represented. So whatever team you're a fan of, there is a show for you. Of course, a couple shows from my... Well, one's on another... Well, they're both on other networks now. I, I forgot to actually mention that. Um, first, I'll start with, uh, of course, uh, oh, you know, Mud Show down there in Florida. You know, Five for Fighting podcast there on the Six Pack Coverage Network. Old Alec Coden Salem. Um, actually, as we speak, he's at the uh, Florida Everblades game. Uh, you know, he's already on Twitter yelling about his wife's going to drive for him, and he's all hammered up. And oh yeah, he's already a bunch of beer deep. And I'm sure if there's a fight, he'll be yelling about it. If there is a fight, though, I can guarantee he'll have it up on YouTube on the Five for Fighting YouTube channel. Subscribe to that channel. Let's get him to a thousand subscribers. Um, yeah, he uh, he he's big into the East Coast League. You gotta keep that quiet though. Don't say it too loud. East Coast League doesn't like when you, oh, I said it out loud. Damn it. That league, the four letter league doesn't like when you put their fights up. But he's been putting it up. Check out his website. Uh, yeah. And then also, like I said, the Five for Fighting podcast. Alec does a great job. He actually, he was sick here for the last little bit, so he hasn't been able to record anything, but I know he'll have something coming up here this weekend. Um, but check out his back catalog. Like I would say, Rob Ray, Frank Bialois, Yablonski. On and on. Tremendous Sean Pete. Uh, outstanding guests. And uh, like I said, Alec does a great job. For being a youngster, he does all right. I like to bust his balls, but he, he does okay. And then, well, not not a youngster at all. I don't want to say he's old, but I mean, you know, when, when Joe was in school, there was no history. Um, Broadway, Joe Lazito from recording from the world-famous MSG Arena in downtown New York. Coliseum Chronicles, it's a New York Islander Enforcer podcast, I know, the Islanders and he's working out of MSG, Joe's an enigma or what is it uh, is it enigma wrapped in a riddle no, how does that go hmm. it's late folks, I don't know <laughs> Jolt and Joe yeah, uh, it's a New York Islanders podcast, again great back catalog, Fakoda Ewan, Strudwick, Asham Bolton, he's had them all on Definitely check it out. Joe does a tremendous job. His latest episode, of course, it marks the 11th year anniversary of when Joe Lazito took down a serial killer on a subway. True story. Wrote a book about it. Heard there's actually a movie. There's movie talks, folks. That's how big deal Joe is. I'm telling you that. Joe's a bad motherfucker, man. I'm telling you. Bad dude. Type in Just type in Joe Lazito on Google. And that whole subway story will come up. Joe took the dude down. No help from the cops whatsoever. Joe did it single-handedly. That's how badass Joe is. Never mind the Chuck Norris shit. There should be Joe Lazito jokes out there. I'm telling you now. I don't know. Like, what could we... Like, I don't know. Joe Lazito's so badass, he walked into Burger King and ordered a Big Mac. You know? 
I don't know, uh, he stared into the abyss and the abyss looked away. When Joe crosses the street, vehicles look both ways. That's how badass Joe Lazito is. There we go. Let's start that. Never mind the Chuck Norris pussy. Well, Joe Lazito. I'm just telling you. By the way, Joe Lazito. Give it a Lazito. What are we going to talk about today, kids? Like I said, it uh, it's late here. I got lots of stuff to do. I got some packing to do and everything else. So I am not going to take up too much of your time. No list today. Tim will be happy. Sign guy Tim. Uh, or list guy Tim will be happy. Um, huh. Well... Talk about some characters in hockey. Um, well, speaking of, I mean, I don't know if people know this or not. Some people do know this. My fondness for, for professional wrestling. Um, more uh, obviously, much like my hockey taste. Uh, I grew up a fan of wrestling. Nowadays, and eh, not so much. Um, well, New Japan's all right, but uh, AEW and stuff is fucking awful. So I don't watch too much new stuff, of course. But oh, grew up with wrestling, but I, I enjoy reading reading about wrestling history and the old territory days and just the 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 carny type stories and that stuff. Big fan of Jim Cornette shows, stuff like that. Um, the reason I'm saying all this, there's a point to this um, in wrestling. For those that aren't familiar. There, back in the day, there was a term called kayfabe. And basically it was, you don't break character. Because back in the day, nowadays everything's open and everything's exposed. Everyone's playing a character and everyone knows what's going on. Um, much like in hockey, there's too much information. And uh, But back in the day, they didn't tell you it was phony. And they kept it real and they make you believe it was real. And they called it keeping, you know, you don't break kayfabe. Um, I'm going to talk about hockey in wrestling terms and talk about breaking kayfabe in hockey and how it's bad for the business of hockey. And it's and it's two idiots. Well, it's been more than that, but this came to my attention again. It's it's from seven years old now, the video. But it got it came up on my feed again, and the guy mentioned it to me. And Matt, I know, I like Matt. Matt's a good guy. We've talked. I'll probably have him on the show. But this video is horseshit, and uh, and I will tell. I already told them that. So, but you know, I'll say it again. But I'm gonna. I'll let you in on what's going on and why I say that with this video shortly. Um, but yes, but in wrestling terms, yeah, breaking kayfabe, which was a cardinal sin back. Well, get you thrown out of the business back in the day. Now it's just an accepted shit. Just like in hockey, there's so much. There's just accepted bullshit now when. Some of these fucking guys should have been thrown out the back door of the dressing room with their shit and told to never come back. But I know we like to say hockey's for everyone. That's the problem. No, hockey isn't for everyone. But, but yeah. Anyway. Um, what else do I got? I, I don't know if I have really too much of anything else. Uh, but, but, yeah. Well, all right. Uh, hold on. I'll take a drink here. All right, let's get into this. Um, well, I'm always bouncing around social media. I don't know why I do that to myself. Well, I always say, unfortunately, I have to be on social media. It's a it's a necessary evil of having a podcast. So, um, I'm I'm actually, folks. I will say, I'm getting quite good at not scrolling. Um, yeah, because when I you scroll, all I do is end up getting angry and yelling at people and. But if I just answer my notifications and log off, it's all good. 
So um, I've been doing, I've been pretty successful at that lately. But one of the things that did come across my feed, um, now I completely forgot who the player was. But whatever they they did, they scored or something. They didn't really react or whatever. And of course, a bunch of people were talking. Well, because hockey isn't fun anymore, and you know, and all that peewee bullshit that people have to talk about. Um, so then, of course, it came up that all oh, hockey players have no personality, and that's why the game doesn't sell. Like that's the reason why. <laughs> but there's no personality. They don't market them. You know, everyone's just boring, but that's hockey culture, and it's an old man's club, and that's why there's no personality, and blah, 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 you look at the profiles, of course, everyone's saying this is between the ages of, like, 17 and 22, so they don't know fucking shit from apple butter about life or anything, but they they know everything about hockey, because they've watched for nine minutes, and this is that they know they could fix everything that's wrong in the game, you know. And like I said, it goes back to like there's that's the problem with the internet and everything else, and the mic'd up segments that they do now and everything else. People have just enough information to be dangerous. Yeah, that's what's going on. They don't fucking know anything. They've never been in a locker room in their life. They've never played a competitive sport in their life. They don't know it, but they watch this bullshit and they try to apply some grade school logic to it. Like, oh, we, everyone's got to be nice and don't bully and blah, blah, blah. Why keep score and everyone should win and sportsmanship and all this peewee bullshit. Rec, rec league mentality in professional sports. Oh, we should just let everyone play and everybody should have fun and, you know, and everybody takes this too seriously and it's supposed to be fun. You don't work sports, you play sports in this stupidity. Now, again, if we're talking about eight-year-olds, yeah. When you're talking about guys in the NHL, no. Or just elite-level athletes playing major junior, junior A, college, Miners, no, it's not peewee. It's a business. These guys are being paid. The junior players are trying to go somewhere, either get drafted or scholarships or what have you. It's serious. This isn't, you know, this isn't funsy onesie time. You know, why keep score? You know, this happy horse shit. Anyway, one of the things was. Oh well, that's that's the reason hockey is boring and dull. It's the old man, it's the old men, of course, the old white men that run hockey make it that way. Oh yeah. Again, I looked at the profile. Of course, well, there's a bunch of people saying it. First, it was started off. Oh, of course, it was some 17 year old girl with blue hair, bunch of piercings. Guaranteed have never played a fucking pro sport, or not pro sport, never played a competitive sport. Then the other bozo, of course, he's wearing a toque on some deck out in the middle of the sun, giving the peace sign, you know, I'm sure he's drinking a White Claw, you know, and then a couple other candy asses that I'm sure, you know, he probably led his intramural team in uh, scoring in the floor hockey league. But other than that, no, never been in a fucking locker room, never competitive sport, has never been hit. You know, nothing. Never played through pain. You know, never played through an injury. Never sucked it up. Never rubbed dirt on it. Nothing. 
None of these people in this conversation have done this. So, but, but they know everything, like I said, they know everything that's wrong with sports. So in hockey, of course, it's the old white men that are, are this way and they've made hockey this way and it's no fun and no one has care and it's always been like that and hopefully hockey's going to change and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Now let, let's go back 10, 20, 30 years. Let's talk about hockey's characters. You had Tiger Williams and Dave the Hammer Schultz and Eddie Shack and Don Cherry and Harold Ballard. Oh, I don't know. Who, who are some other Ty Domi, uh, Barnaby, Avery, Hextall, uh, Theron Fleury, like on and on. Uh, you know, character recently, Bissonette. These were characters in the game. There was plenty of characters in the game. Spinner Spencer, Durbano, uh, the Bird Dog, Link Gates, Probert, I mean, Twist, Chase, all the tough guys, lots of them, you know, the Hansons, who were real players. Uh, hockey had plenty of character. The character's gone away in recent times. Oh, I mean, who, who's the goalie? Gilles Graton, you know, Bauer, Gump Worsley, Glenn Hall. Dennis Hall, you should go listen to him on the rubber chicken circuit. Jim Ralph, you're telling me hockey didn't have any characters? No, this is a new phenomenon of cookie cutter players. And they've killed, like I've, I've often always said on this show, they've killed the passion in the game. It's cookie cutter bullshit now. All these guys look the same. Nobody does anything. No one gets mad at anybody. Yeah, they might throw a few cheap shots now and again, but overall, eh, no one's mad. It's just a Sunday skate. You know, oh, but once the playoffs come, then it gets good. Like I said with hockey. Yeah, hockey's the only sport I know that's fucking, you can hear a mouse piss on cotton for 82 games. As soon as the playoffs come, though, oh, goddamn, here we go, it's good now. Oh, right on, so I gotta sit through six months of fucking NyQuil for the good shit. Oh, okay. You know, but... I, like I said, I, I just laugh at these young kids talking about how hockey's got no character because that's the way it's always been. No, I said, do you know why hockey's the way it is now? It's, it's just this passionless robotic bullshit. And Joe, Joe's brought this up before. I completely agree. I've mentioned it on here before, but it's true. I, look, for these diehard hockey fans, just like I said, I'm on social media all the time. I see this shit. I don't watch the friggin' games, but I'm clued in on what people are talking about. It's all these fucking idiots talk about his numbers. It's all analytic horse shit. To know, we, we got to really look at our penalty kill. I don't know, like, we really need some, a, a defenseman with a good first pass and blah, blah, blah. And their fucking OPA and their IPA and fucking, you know, MOUSE and fuck how fast they skate in the neutral zone and good first pass and their gap control. And that's all these fucking clowns talk about. I think they watch the fucking game. They got their little spreadsheets and their pie graphs. And and then other than that, the other bozos are just watching for fantasy sports points. Fuck, do you think they give a shit about any characters in this game? It's just all pong pond hockey. And that's all they care. That's the ADHD generation. You know, they, all these fucking Gen Zers with the attention span of a fucking goldfish. Oh, we got to fast, 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 fast. It's like flashing lights everywhere because we got to do something. We gotta keep them entertained. 
So we'll have a bunch of flashing shit on the scoreboard, blah, 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 and don't slow the game down. It's got to be a thousand miles an hour, because if it's not, oh, fuck, if it's a grindy, slow, whatever, oh, that's boring, you know. But there's no animosity. No one's mad to grind it out. And then I, it's funny, if something does happen, and one of the paper, one of the players goes to the media and goes and, hey, next time we play these motherfuckers, this, this idiot's gonna fucking get it. Oh, everybody fucking whines and complains out there, oh, he's so mean and George. They're all tweeting at fucking player safety and all that shit. But guess what happens the next time they play? That's yeah, a fucking sellout. And that's all anybody's talking about. It's like when they admit with Tuchuk and Cassie in there, you know, whatever. Last year with Reef with uh, Washington and uh, the New York uh, rematch. Why do you think they didn't suspend Wilson? Well, first of all, suspend him for what? Nothing. But but seriously, you you know. And then everybody can play. I can't believe George didn't at least suspend him for that game. Are you that fucking dense? You don't know why they didn't, idiots. But I bet you y'all tuned in, didn't you? Of course you did. You don't think they know that? Friggin' rubes. But yeah, why? That's because I'm goddamn passion. So there we go, those speed and goals sell the game. No, emotion sells the game. You idiots. But the more rules and bullshit you put in, you just push, you just kill the emotion. Constantly. Like I said, with I've said this numerous times, I've never seen a sport... That just can't get out of its own way, like hockey. The more they and they and like I said, they listen to blue-haired girl and fucking Tukin June guy because it's the vocal minority. They're the idiots on Twitter. What's Twitter? What's the demographic on Twitter? It's the Gen Zers. So, like I said, you got a bunch of bozos that never played, but they tweet at player safety or they're tweeting at the NHL. They cry about every hit and yell about sportsmanship and all this horse shit. This is who, because people my age aren't on friggin' social media crying to the league. So who does the league, when you only hear one voice, well, I guess we'll tailor our shit to that voice. Look at the rules they put in. Look at the players. It's this, like we said, this is the next generation of player that grew up in this, with this peewee mentality bullshit. So there's like, yeah, there's just fucking zero drama and everything else. And this goes beyond the NHL. I mean, most of these Gen Zers that like to yell, they don't know anything about hockey outside of the NHL. They don't know anything about minor league hockey. They don't know that exists. Some of them even run, run the biggest fight sites in the world. They don't even know that minor league hockey and junior exists. But whatever, that's for another That's for another day. Oh, I heard that podcast interview. Fuck, was that embarrassing? Fuck. Tell me you don't know what the fuck you're talking about without saying you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. But anyway. But yeah, in minor league hockey, what do they do? Oh, they make veteran rules. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, because, oh, God, we, have, we got, oh, everything, we got to get young. Got to make sure they got to get the kids in here. You know, we're in the Southern Pro League or the East Coast League. Yeah, I'm not knocking the guys in the league. It's elite level hockey. I'm not knocking any of the players. But holy shit, are we serious? No one's going to a goddamn Southern Professional League to go see the next Crosby. But so, why would you not tailor your product to the teams that are in that league? And the fans that are in that league. Same with the East Coast League. Or, hey, when we did our, when Jay and I did the United Hockey League 
season ticket thing the other day, 0506, and you start looking at the Bouchards, Jimmy Duhart, Little Johns, Trevor Sands, guys like that. You know what they all had in common? They all were in the league for five, six, seven years. Again, I'll use a wrestling term, Jim Cornette. They've homesteaded. These guys play on teams for years. The fans get to know them. Nowadays, with the veteran rule and everything else, it's just a goddamn revolving door. New guys every year. Whatever. That's, you know, you got to restock the shelf. I get it. Players are product. I completely understand that. But your stupid rules drive away veterans. So instead of having a few guys hang around the area, like I said, put down roots, maybe marry a local gal, whatever, and they're on the team for five or six years. So every year when you get your season tickets, God damn, they knew Jim Duhart was going to be in the lineup. Now, who knows, a couple more college kids, you know, a couple kids out of junior, you know, wet behind the ears, can't even wipe their ass yet, but, you know, oh, here we go, new crop of kids, you know, and then, and it's over and over and over, recycle, 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 or, yeah. And you lose... I don't, you just lose, like I said, you, yeah, you just lose the character. It's just, I don't know, it's just, it's all, it, it, that's all this, it's just a throwaway, it's, well, with anything, and I'm, I'm being philosophical now, but it's just anything nowadays. It's just a throwaway society. Nobody fixes anything anymore, just toss it out or, you know, get a new one. The same thing in hockey with the, at the minor league level. Oh, just get rid of them, we'll bring in new guys. You know, it's go back to the old IHL days. Let's look at something up. But like Jimmy Roy, Chapman, they played for the Manitoba Moose for years. You know, oh, now if they play a certain amount of games, you got to go. And, you know, so so instead of having some, well, first of all, instead of having just veterans in your league, you know what veterans, veterans make your league better, first of all, because they're just better players, i.e. veterans. Because, uh, you know, the 27-year-old isn't going to make the mistake that the 19-year-old playing his first pro hockey year is going to make. Um, like I said, he's been in the community. He knows what to do. And it just makes your product better. Plus, they can shepherd the younger guys, teach them some shit. How to be a professional. Because, again, when these guys turn pro, this is the first time they've been on their own. Because up till that, yeah, they're playing junior and they're playing elite level hockey, but they're with billets. So there's always someone looking after them, doing their laundry for them or whatever, cooking for them, blah, blah, blah. Well, now all of a sudden they're, they're apparently adults and now they're in some, most of the time in a foreign country and down in the United States, you know, most of them came from Canadian junior hockey. So they go down and play. Now they're in some, in the States somewhere on their own. They gotta go find their own place to live. No more billets. They're 20 years old. You know. So here they are. So yeah, you need some veterans to bring these kids along. But we just fucking lose that. And it's just, just, your product suffers. But oh no, it's a developmental development, you know. So then what happens to the old guys? Ah, oh, they'll go over to Europe for a couple of years and call it a career. Oh, okay. Well, great. We, we'll drive them out of town. That's, what are we doing? 
Now, I know my yelling on this podcast isn't going to change anything. They're not all of a sudden going to be, oh, you know what, that, that Darren makes some strong points for the veteran rule, you know. And, I mean, I, I understand, in theory, what they're trying to do. I get it. Like, yeah, it, you continually have to restock the shelves. I understand that. But it's like, when does it just go too far? Like I said, like in anything, it's just like growing old is like, you know, God forbid. No, I don't know. I don't know. It just, it just, I, I, but I laugh when they're just, oh, it's, that's just the way hockey culture is. No, this is all new shit. The game had plenty of character. It did when I was growing up. There was lots of character. There was emotion in the games. There was actual hatred. Battle of Alberta. Battle of Quebec. Battle of New York. Yeah. The Chuck Norris division. There was intensity. There was motherfucking back and forth. Keenan yelling at Burns. Burns yelling at Melrose. All that stuff. Yeah. Think this shit happens now? Oh shit. Nothing. You know. So don't. You know, no, that's the way hockey's always been. What the fuck would you know? Like I said, you've, you're you're 17. You've literally you've been watching hockey since 2014. But oh, that, but you know what hockey's always been? Oh, what? Because what, you went on YouTube a couple times, and oh, I watched a couple ESPN Classic games. I always like that ESPN Classic. Oh, it's Game Four from the 2018, uh, you know, East Division playoffs. Oh yeah, real fucking classic, you know. The oldest they go back is 09, you know, ESPN Classics. Oh yeah. Yeah, ESPN Classics. Nashville versus Tampa Bay from 2014. Oh God. Ugh, yeah. Oh, alright, well, let's get to this video. Okay, well, this video was posted again. Like I said, I like Matt, but Jesus, this video. If anybody wants to know what I'm talking about, just go into YouTube, type in the best hockey fight ever, FHL. And it'll be the second one that comes up, I believe, in your search. And it is a fight between uh, Jesse Felton and Matt Punteri, I believe. Matt Punteri, something like that. It's from 2014 in the Federal Hockey League. And it's from a broadcast game, so... Okay, so you click on it, and it's a, on a face-off. They drop the puck. Oh, here are the two guys go, and they squaring off. Big square off. The one who take the elbow pad off, and holy, here we go. We're going to rock and roll. And the crowd's all pumped up. And then as soon as before, and it, just as they're about to clinch, what do they do? Oh, they hug. I'm not lying to you, folks. This is true. Go to YouTube and look it up. As you're listening to my voice, go open up your other browser go to youtube like i said type in best hockey fight ever fhl it'll be the second one that comes up felton versus punteri from 2014 and they hug and then the one i believe it's punteri pulls out a beer from his pants cracks it toasts the crowd and off they go and everybody oh, and you should read you want to fucking read Idiocy, go read the, I mean, I know there's idiocy in the YouTube comment section, but go read that one. Oh, finally, sportsmanship. Uh, oh, I love this. This is great. Two friends. That's why hockey's the best. What is, these two fucking clowns 
should have been thrown out the back door. Well, actually, the one guy got, they both got suspended. The one guy got banned from the league. Now, there could be other thoughts where it's the Federal League who gives a shit. Well, whatever. You're, but I mean, I, I get it. Like I said, oh, it's the, what the fuck? The look at me generation. Okay, so you became inner, you know, what do you call it? You went viral. Your video went viral. I see you've got hundreds of thousands of views. It's got me talking about it eight years later. So see, it worked. If that, yeah, that's what you're forever immortalized as buffoons. Congratulations. Oh, and oh, he did an SI interview after. Oh, well, great. You did a Sports Illustrated interview. Yeah, why were you such, why did you look like an idiot? Yeah, what, that's your interview. Great. Yeah, that's what I want to be known for. But what is it? I guess better be known for something than nothing at all. You know, like he said, I'm not, you're talking about me eight years later. Well, I guess, you know. But this is why you two are buffoons. Now, you can say, oh, it's the Federal Hockey League. Well, it's pro hockey. Well, it's kind of, it's beer league. Well, no. They're signed to a team and they're paid. Now, <laughs> in th- they are paid, they're in terms, in brackets, a professional league. People do go from the Federal League up to the Southern Pro, maybe the East Coast League, whatever. So, I mean, you have to be somewhat decent at hockey. This Matt Pantera guy, he played in the Ontario Hockey League. So it's not like, oh, they got a couple guys that, you know, you know, from the, off the, you know, off the night shift from Jiffy Lube to come down and play. Like, no, these guys were all, you know, college players or junior A, junior B players growing up and have gone on to the Federal Hockey League. So no, this isn't just fucking midnight drop-in hockey down at the rec center. No, these guys are better than that. So somebody's like, oh, this is like my beer league team could beat. No, your beer league team couldn't beat these guys. No, they couldn't. So stop with that horse shit. But I granted, I guess in terms of minor league pecking order, okay, the federal league is at the bottom. Nonetheless, an owner of the team has signed you to a contract because you can't go play in any other team. So you've signed your contract and for, and, and he is paying you and in turn, expects performance out of you. That's how professional hockey works. Whether whatever league you're in, that's how it works. Okay. So he has paid you to go out and perform. So YouTube buffoons decide to take beer on the ice and turn this into the midnight pickup game at the YMCA. Okay. And then well and league suspended I completely agree with them. I would have banned both of you. You only one guy, the guy who cracked, I guess the other guy didn't have a beer. The other guy who cracked the beer got banned for life. Uh, but I'm sure he was retiring anyway. And this, this is how I'm going to go out, fellas. Oh, yeah. You're such a hero. But what you did. Now, call me the grumpy old fart or whatever. But like I said before about the whole breaking kayfabe thing. This is what I'm talking about in terms of hockey. Hockey fights and fighting in hockey and all that already gets a shitty reputation. People already call it a... Outsiders already call it a sideshow and everything else. Because they don't understand what goes into it and whatever. So the people that defend... They're constantly defending fighting because of this. The optics of it. And then along come you two fucking idiots. And you do this bullshit. Giving the anti-fight crowd even more ammunition. Now, I understand when people go to the Federal Hockey League 
game that they want to be entertained. And these guys, and these guys, there's lots of fights in that league, and you have a few, you have a few entertainers over the years from that league. But those guys, they're there to entertain, and they understand. It's like the LNAH. You had your fighters and you had your players. Okay. But nonetheless, the fighters are taking this shit seriously. Not talking these two idiots, but normally, Chase Tippin, you don't think he took it to Joe Pace, Schmidt, you don't think those guys are taking this shit serious? You don't think the injuries are serious? Punches in the face aren't serious? Of course they are. So yes, okay, they're the sideshow, whatever you want to call it in that in those leagues. But nonetheless, these guys are laying it on the line, not for the boys, but to entertain the crowd, earn a few bucks. But the punches are real, the pain is real, the after effects are real. So what you two bozos did, you shit on every guy that's ever done the role. From the guys in the Federal League and the LNAH all the way up to the guys in the NHL. Remember I talked about Steve coming on the show and talking about the Joe Halls and the Cleghorns and how I said it goes up through the years to the Eddie Shores, to the John Fergusons, to the Terry O'Reilly's, to the Dave Semenko's, to the Marty McSorley's. Do you think they're fucking clowns? Do you think they're jokes? Sideshow freaks? No. But you know what you two fucking idiots did? That's what you turned it into. You made the whole... Because you know what happens? So when these guys are watching an NHL game and somebody hits whatever and Reeves goes in and Reeves fights, oh, look at the two fucking donkeys fighting. Sideshow goofs. Like the guy that bites the chicken off at the circus. At the county, or down at the county fair. Come see the bearded lady behind the curtain. Hockey fights have a bad enough image already. Bad PR, public relations. Not within the people within the game. If you understand the game, you know what's going on. You know why they're there. The players know why they're there. But blue-haired idiot on Twitter doesn't. General populate. Go read the comments. They clearly don't get it. What do they look like? Oh, look, it's fun. <laughs> like a bunch of fucking dancing monkeys. Clapping seals. Fucking embarrassing. So I actually hope your teammates slap the shit out of you. And just be... Why? Now you could be, oh, it's the Federal League, dude. Lighten up, bro. It's the Federal League. Are you not getting paid by someone? Now you can say, I don't get paid much. What? Is someone paying you? Yes. So what did you do for that pay? You went into their building and just pissed all over them. By acting like goofs. So congratulations. You went viral. Looking like idiots. And you made the whole thing look idiot. Idiotic. Like I said before. 
Uh, as I sit here every week on this show and defend fighting on the internet, I'm defending fighting. Alec is defending fighting with his show. We bring out, we bring on hockey guys that past enforcers to tell their story, how they went to battle for their teammates, bled for the logo, have a lifetime of injuries because of it, but they're proud for the job that they did. We stick up for these guys. We celebrate these guys. We showcase these guys. What my past, my past interview I just did with Doug Smith, listen to the pride that he has in his voice for doing the role. And then you two fucking idiots do this. And you know what you did? You pissed on Doug Smith. You pissed on Josh Mazur. Pissed on Chris Graff. Yablonski. Gillies, all those guys, Colt Nor, Probert, all of these guys that did the job. You made the whole thing just look like a clown show. Because that's how it's viewed by people that don't know. And what you did reinforced it. And put a cherry on the top. So Congratulations. But hey, you went viral. You're internet famous, brah. Fucking buffoons. Fucking buffoons. So like I said, best hockey fight ever, FHL. Type it into YouTube and go listen to what I'm talking, or go witness what I'm talking about. And Matt, I like you. You're a good guy. We've had some good back and forths. I'm going to have you on the show. We'll talk some FHL. We'll talk minor league hockey. I'm looking forward to doing that. But I don't appreciate that video. That video is horse shit. And, uh, yeah. The fact that you're celebrating it is uh, mind-numbing to me. I don't know why. And, again, maybe I'm looking at it wrong. Hey, someone out there listening, oh, you're too serious, man. Lighten up. Whatever. Okay, well, then get a hold of me and tell me to lighten the fuck up, I guess. But that's how I took that. Because it's a greater picture. Like I said, breaking kayfabe, right? You got to keep kayfabe a little bit. So when it's stupid shit like this, or George, I've chastised George LaRock. In fact, I believe he's blocked me on Twitter. Because for that very reason, good luck, man. All mic'd up. You know how stupid you make fighting look? Now all the code get running around with their little code boners on, on all the fight groups. Oh, I felt great. You know, the sportsmanship and all this bullshit. Well, they, I'm, they all loved it, but I mean, they're fucking clueless, you know, as the next, you know, they don't know shit. It's fucking embarrassing. Or the other two idiots that were mic'd up and yelling, talking to each other after, if they want water, bro, we need to work out together in the summer. You know, awesome Watson and the Dylan guy, that whole bullshit. More, more making fighting look like a complete friggin' joke. And like I said, but then I'm arguing with Ken Campbell about why he's fighting needed. And can someone can put that friggin' video clip up. And those two bozos mic'd up. Or these two idiots in the Federal League. And then, and then what do I, and then I look like the fucking joke. Trying to defend this stupidity. You can't defend this stupidity. How with a straight face can I sit there and say fighting's needed in hockey? We got two goofs hugging and cracking beers. Oh, well that's just the Federal League. Oh yeah. 
I'm gonna have actually when I get back from Vegas here, I'm gonna I'm gonna have a gentleman from the Federal League on this show, and he was playing back then when this happened. I'll bring it up to him. Actually, I think he was on the one team when it happened. Now that I'm quickly looking at it, I'll ask him what he thought. That'll be interesting. In fact, I believe he's, he might actually be listening to this episode, Mr. Brooks. You and I are going to talk about this. Fucking embarrassing. Now, they might be two good guys. They might be nice guys off the ice. I'm sure they are. Whatever. But I'm saying for this, for what you did here, no. Fuck both of you. Anyway, folks. That is it for me. This was episode 186. The Las Vegas Vacation Edition. Like I said, I'm still soaking up the rays here in Sin City. And I will be back here. Uh, when are you listening to this? I know your schedule. The Sunday the 27th. Wednesday the 2nd. I will be back. What is it? Sunday the... Sunday the 7th or whatever. I'll be I'll be back live back in Saskatchewan. Back in Saskatoon. And uh, I'll, I'll be... Uh, but before that, like I said, I'll have Steve on next Wednesday or this Wednesday. So, see, I got gotcha. you, like a good teammate. I got gotcha. you. But I'm going down, hitting the food court. I'm going to go hit some fud ruckers and maybe go play some video poker. So uh, I'm going to get out of here. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope everyone's have has a really good week. And um, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, whatever platform you're listening to this show on. Could you rate and review my show? It helps me out in the searches. Um, if you're on social media, um, don't be. But if you want to stick around, you're a glutton for punishment. Fourth Line Voice on Twitter as well as on Facebook. Give me a follow. As well as Fourth Line Voice YouTube channel. I have over 2,700 fights on that channel. Whatever league you're looking for, just type it in in the search engine. Boom, it'll come up. NHL, OHL, WHL, it's all there. Give her a look. I think you'll enjoy it. Subscribe to the channel. And, um, yeah, guys, other than that, I always say this, I know it's not whatever, but could you download my episode? That's how Darren gets paid by the download here, folks. Don't stream it. I get no money from that. So, and, and hopefully I don't need the money, but when I get back from Vegas, I might need all the downloads I can get. So, no, I'd appreciate it if you could do that for me. That would be, uh, thank you very much if you can do that for me. But as always, like I said, I know there's a million podcasts in the world. The fact that you chose to listen to this one. I am greatly appreciate it, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. And stick around. i got some great guests coming up. And, uh, yeah, guys, thank you very much. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was on?